our word out this Akira the Don. It is a beautiful day to be alive here at the peak of recorded civilization, and I am communicating to you via audio on this podcast stream. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope you are well, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. It is February 2020. This most auspicious year of our Lord is February already. That's one twelfth of the year gone. It's done. You're not getting it back. I hope you did something useful with it. I hope you're better now than you were at the beginning of it. Uh, I am. I definitely am. I don't know if better is the right word, but I, I am more. A lot happened. It has been a very, very, very epic period, as I keep saying. Epic activities only in 2020. Epic activities only. Only epic activities. Why Why bother with anything else? Why bother with anything else, brothers and sisters? We are here. This is our opportunity, and I took the opportunity to release an album. I released a wonderful album. Actually, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, we had a gr- couple of great music videos this month. I don't know if you've seen those yet, but we had the first single from the upcoming Marcus Aurelis album, Grateful to the Gods, did a very high-level music video for that. It's... Uh, I spent a long time on it, like about a week of dedicated editing at least. And it's very beautiful. So check that if you haven't. And we also had uh, a a very wonderful thing that happened. Uh, Here's the thing. In 2018, in the first year of Meaning Wave, the first full year of Meaning Wave, I made an album. No, I didn't. I made an EP with uh, a fine fellow from the other side of the world who's known infamous and famous amongst very, very smart people on the internet. He is the internet historian. And that's what he does. He he, uh, is a historian of the internet and a very respected one. And turned out he was a fan. He, one of his videos, he snuck in some little shots of his desktop and he was listening to JBP Wave, as I recall. And... Thousands of people hit me up all at once because he's a very popular man. Anyway, we uh, we decided we should do something together, and we did. We did a very rare and very beautiful EP called Be Me, in which your boy, internet historian, read four green texts. Green texts are stories that have this sort of Be Me format, you know, Be Me, Be Six Years Old, Eat a Flower, you know, that type of thing. He read four of those. Very, they're some really, really incredible. They're written by anonymous people on the internet, right? And he did four of those. And the last one on the EP was called Be Me, Play Minecraft. And it was an absolutely heartbreaking epic. Uh, I played the piano on it, even though I can't really play piano. But you listen to that, man. You'll, you, I can play piano if I really, really try. And I have robot assistants. And it's... Yeah, it's a really beautiful song about a boy who's playing Minecraft and his dad is sad because the boy's just playing Minecraft and he's not going out, he doesn't have a girlfriend, doesn't have any friends. And then what the boy does to try and win his father's, you know, to try and reassure his father that he didn't waste his whole life, you know? Anyway, (laughs) it's it's a beautiful song. Shout out to everyone who knows it. Lots of people have been hitting me up this week not realizing it existed. They're all very excited. So that's cool. But yeah, anyway, what happened was, uh, what happened was in late 2018, late 2018, it feels like such a long time ago, a young man called James Atkins from New Zealand 
wrote to me and he said, I love this song and I would love to make a music video for it. I have these some great ideas and these are my ideas. What do you think? And I read his ideas and I thought they were, they were indeed great ideas. I said, yeah, uh, I would love to see what you do. A year goes by, I forget about it. And then I remember in the early days of the 2020s, I remember and, oh yeah, I wonder what happened with that. And I go on Facebook, I really go on Facebook because it's, you know, it's a, it's a pretty terrifying hellscape. You know, you've got to be brave to venture into Facebook with any kind of regularity or at least desensitized to to horror. But uh, I went into Facebook and lo and behold, a day previously, that that young man, James Atkins, had sent me a message. And in that message, he'd sent me the completed music video over a year in the making, over a year in the making. And it just popped into my head and I thought I'd check Facebook and boom, how crazy. And it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's like, it made me cry. It gave me chills. So shout out to James Atkins and shout out to everyone involved in making the video because it's epic. They got like, it's like, they got, it's higher production values than, uh, than a lot of films. I think it feels like higher production values than the, the, the Disney Star Wars trilogy. Certainly. It's, uh, you know, they got a whole school in there. They got a whole school. There's mobs. If you don't know what mobs are, like ask your local seven year old or four-year-old, and they will tell you, you know, mobs, mobs all over that. So yeah, that came out last week and that was fly, so go check that out if you haven't checked that out. And shouts out to James Atkins and shouts out to the cast, shouts out to Gilbert Ray, the DOP, shouts out to Jared Hill, Nikki Davidson and Savannah Schroeder who starred in the thing, and shouts out to my boy, Internet Historian. He's a bad man. He's a bad, bad, bad man. And I'm I mean Michael Jackson bad. And when I say Michael Jackson bad, I mean like the record Michael Jackson bad is in good bad. All right. That's what I mean. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Anyway, guess what? Guess what else? We've got a whole new album out. If you haven't noticed, you might not have noticed. You don't necessarily check the Akira the Don Twitter every day. I know you've got stuff to do. You know, I know you care about your grandmother and shit. Uh, RIP my grandma. My grandma died on Christmas Day. I love her and I miss her forever. Yeah, or maybe I'll talk about her later. Maybe I won't because I'll just cry. But she, you know, shouts out to everyone who's got a grandma alive. You know, give your grandma a call. She ain't gonna be there forever. And uh, you know what I mean? Shh. Yeah, I can't, I can't stop talking about that. I will get really upset. Yo, yo. Uh, anyway, yeah, shouts out to the ancestors all day. And speaking of ancestors, I made an album with one of our ancestors, a man called Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell, brothers and sisters, a legendary mythical beast of a human being. You know what he did in his 20s? You know how he spent his 20s? I know how I spent my 20s. And, you know, I there was, let's say, you know, a lot of time I spent in my 20s, I could have been more uh, disciplined, shall we say, maybe less all over the place, but I, you know, I was seeking adventure and I found adventure and maybe that was, that, that was, that was as it should be. But Joseph Campbell, he spent his twenties in a barn in Big Sur, I think it was reading books, reading two, three books a day for years and years and years and years and years. So when I began this meaning wave experiment, you know, the whole thing was, one of one of the main points was to integrate the wisdom of those who came before. Like 
you know, it's because I, I was going to, I wanted to make my third album, but I realized I wasn't, I didn't know enough yet to make it about, I didn't know, I hadn't lived enough yet. Then I was like, hey, Bill, there's all these other people who've lived and I could put their wisdom in songs and that would be sick and useful, you know? And one of the people very, very early on the, from the very, very, when I was working out the shape of the thing, the story of the thing, I knew that Joseph Campbell was coming. We were working up to Joseph Campbell, kind of like Kevin Feige was working up to Endgame or uh, one of, you know, he was working up to Thanos or whatever, you know. I've been working up to Joseph Campbell. You can't just like go straight in with Joseph Campbell, man, because you'll get confused if you not be paying attention. Unless you're some kind of like ultra, you know, Star Wars geek. Then you might, otherwise you might not know. <laughs> like... Uh, honestly, by the way, I, I see people with like YouTube channels uh, who are basically just like Star Wars people who have a more intimate understanding of like mythological story structure and purpose than like modern day professors. It's a disgrace. But anyway, yeah, we had to work out to Joseph Campbell. And what's crazy is I always had Joseph Campbell down. And then one day early last year, I got an email and uh, the email said it was introducing me to the Joseph Campbell Foundation from someone who was a fan and worked, I think he worked there. And uh, they were like, oh yeah, you know, we've been listening to what you're doing and it's really dope. And uh, if you want to do something with Joseph Campbell, that would be cool. And I was like, what? Literally about to do that. So that was jolly, jolly lucky. And it was jolly, jolly lucky. And I spent a good part of last year working on the Joseph Campbell album. A good part of it. You know, I think I released 16 albums last year, but a lot of last year I was working on Joseph Campbell. And uh, was it November, October? I finished, I finished this album. And it was the best album I'd ever made. I was quite shocked. Every, all these things I'd been wanting to do my whole life had all come together within the context of this album, all these sonic ideas and this bringing together of these, the subject matter. And it was just very, very magical. And I sent it through to the Joseph Campbell Foundation. And they said, oh shoot, there's a problem. Some of the audio you've used, we don't have the rights to. It's like, oh. Then it transpired. It was actually all of the audio I'd used. Somehow I'd managed to pick entirely audio that they didn't have the rights to. And uh, so I had to make a whole new album, brothers and sisters. That album is unreleased. It is here in Don's studios and only three people have heard it. That album. I had to make a whole new album. You know, and then it turned out, uh, I was like, what material do I have? And basically I had to draw from a, a number of speeches given in the 60s. Amazing speeches. Absolutely amazing. Uh, difficult audio quality difficult audio to work was recorded in the 60s like um you know in a in a big room roomy place with lots of lots of ambient noise and audience noise or whatever and so it was a challenge in many many ways but i ended up making a whole new joseph campbell album and i think it was actually even better than the previous one i don't know I mean, they're very different they're very very different this one's amazing this one's amazing. It really, really forced me to go very, very deep 
in the way that I was working and what I was trying to do. And I did some stuff on this record that similar, like I was saying about the previous one, but this was like, I, for example, I always wanted to make like a rap song that sounded like late eighties indie sort of Smith's Morrissey type production, but in the future somehow. And I did, I did. There's stuff on here that's like, has a sort of Tom Petty, sort of Jeff Lynne. It's like really big. It's really, really big sounding. It's a glorious thing. I worked with uh, an another mixer on this for the first time. For the first time, I normally do everything. I, I write, produce, record, sing, all that. Uh, then I mix it, then I master it. I do the artwork. I'm trying to be a lot more productive this year and part of that means I'm gonna delegate, you know? So on this one, I got, uh, I got someone else called James. Uh, to mix and master the album, which basically meant that I would like make the song and I would mix it up to a certain point, the point where I normally finish a song and then leave it alone for a few days and then come back in and like finish it. But at this point I didn't, I sent it off to him and he did it and he did a wonderful job. He did a wonderful job. He like created clarity in those uh, vocals that I was having trouble with. He did great stuff, man. So uh, it came out really good and the reaction has been wonderful. Shouts out to everyone who's been writing to me and who's been sharing it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Shouts out to my boy Diverting Tales who edited the visual for it. While I was making it, I had these uh, old videos on, these old early 90s, late 80s, early 90s 3D animation compilations. I was watching those while I was making the record. They just fit with it. And I sent them over to my boy, DT, who runs the Meaning Wave Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, actually. Diverting Tales. There's a there's a wonderful story. Here's a guy, right? Uh, he he was a fan. Uh, he had a really excellent Instagram account about comic books that I followed, and I and I very much respected his game. And then we ended up working together like like so. And he edited that whole visual. He did a wonderful job. So shouts out to him. Hey, here's the thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can just record like a podcast and update people on what's going on. It'll take like five minutes. And uh, I think I've been whispering on for, for a while now. But, you know, it's, it's cool. I like talking about this stuff. And I, and I don't always get to. I'm just so busy. So busy, brothers and sisters. That album is out now. People love it. You should check it out if you haven't. It's wonderful. The instrumentals drop uh, Friday. Friday, that's February 7th. The instrumentals will drop. The instrumentals are called Mythological Beats. You'll be able to listen to the Mythological Beats album on Spotify. Oh, by the way, shout out to everyone who's asking me what happened to Lo-Fi Beats 2. Lo-Fi Beats 2, the album has has disappeared from Spotify and other major platforms. It's still on Bandcamp and YouTube, okay? So you can listen to it there and we're working on getting it sorted. Uh, meanwhile, upcoming in the Meaning Wave universe, next up will be the Marcus Aurelius album. Marcus Aurelius album. Or Marcus Aurelius. I've, I've got to work that out. I'm going to track down his family and ask them. But the first single, Grateful to the Gods, which was me rapping Marcus Aurelius. And I basically, I just, I found, you know, there's a number of translations or versions of it. And I found one I liked best. And I just kind of like read it over some, I like made some music and read it over the top. But I kind of, and I was like, oh, this sounds dope. Oh, heck. And now, and now it's a whole album. And I am, yeah, my ghostwriter is Marcus Aurelius, 2,000-year-old Roman emperor. 
uh, and that's pretty cool. That's more than Drake can say. Who's his ghostwriter? A ghostwriter, a guy called Quentin. You know, not that there's anything wrong with Quentin as a name. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, I got a number of Quentins that I mess with. Shouts out to all the Quentins. You know what I mean? But like, uh, yeah, he like Drake's ghostwriter is like you know he's like a 24 year old Toronto resident. You know what I mean? Mine's a 2,000 year old Roman emperor. You know what I mean? But that is, uh, yeah, that's a ridiculous thing, actually, when you think about it. Like, uh, my boy, Mike Barker, uh, creative American dad, he hit me up. He's like, he's really enjoying the whole thing. Um, he loves it. He's, he's, he's great feedback. He's great feedback. He always loves everything. <laughs> he just loves it all. Um, what was he saying? Something about how he loved one of the choruses and he's like, only you could pull off that chorus. It's insane that it works, but not only does it work, it's also perfect. Only a man with clout can pull that off. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But here's the thing. It reminds me of people often like come out to me like, oh, I love your clothes. I could never get away with that myself, but you know, you, you, only you could get away with that. And it's like, only reason I get away with it is because I don't think I can't. I don't think about it. Like, I don't sit there thinking, ooh, can I get away with this? I just think about a thing that, and I'm like, ooh, that sounds dope. So I do it or I wear it or I make it or whatever it is. It never occurs to me that it might be a strange thing to do. It never occurred to me that it was an odd thing to do to take like 2000 year old stoic writings and, and perform them as rap, hyper pop rap songs. Didn't seem odd to me. But then you're like, oh shit, this doesn't actually exist anywhere in the world. Like, anyway, but now it does. And if you've been, uh, if you watch my story on Instagram, you'll see a lot of behind the scenes. You'll have been seeing me making a song every day this week and they're all, they're all epic and increasingly so. <laughs> if you're, uh, we're restructuring the patron channels. So if you're on the Patreon or, or the Subscribestar or whatever, you'll be able to now see uh, behind the scenes vlogs of me making these songs pretty regularly. I think we did three last week. There's four this week or something. So yeah, if you're on the Patreon, you can you can cop behind the scenes. You'll also be informed of new playlists. Today we dropped the Lo-Fi Valentine playlist. We have an up we have a playlist on Spotify. It's got like five thousand followers. You should join it. It's dope. Everybody loves it. <laughs> uh, and it I change it to reflect the seasons. So it was Lo-Fi Christmas, and it was Christmas Lo-Fi music, and then was Lo-Fi Winter, and now it's Lo-Fi Valentine. So check out the Lo-Fi Valentine playlist on Spotify. It will just to help soundtrack your life. You know, it's just some some romantic ass Lo-Fi music that's just gonna sound good. You taking your important person on a special like cozy date. You know what I mean? You are doing some uh, Netflix and chill. Forget the Netflix and chill. You want some Lo-Fi and uh, and canoodle. You know what I mean? Get some Lo-Fi and canoodle in your life. Or you could just bang it on and then put on you know a speech by your favorite philosopher over the top and make your own meaning wave hey how about that but yeah so you'll be informed of those things on the patron channels what else is on the patron channels there's a lot, a lot of stuff up there we're doing a mix every week i don't know if you've noticed but i've just been stealthily doing a mix every week for the past two three months stealth stealth you know doing this mix series uh think spot guys asked me to do it for them and you can download those on the Patreon channels, on, pa on Patreon, and Subscribestar, and Thinkspot. You can download a mix every week, and you can watch me doing it as well. I upload them 
on uh, YouTube usually. But you can always download them from the Patreon channels. So I'm doing a mix every week. Uh, sometimes it's a meaning wave mix, like themed. Uh, next week, the mix is like a lot of like really motivational meaning wave, get after it type stuff, you know, mixed live here in Dawn Studios in the palatial enclaves of my little slice of heaven here on earth, where, I'm, where I am right now. And uh, yeah, I do themed lo-fi mixes on there. It would be like, you know, here's a, here's a mix to listen to when you're cruising around uh, Tokyo, you know, at 9 p.m. In, in three years in the future. I'm going to do, uh, I've got a lot of theme mixes coming up. I'm doing an MF Doom instrumentals one. That'll be fun. And a Dilla one. That'll be fun. If you have any ideas or requests for mixes or things you want to hear, feel free to hit me up. You can find me, you know, on Twitter, on Instagram, all those sorts of places. You can at me. You can send an email via the MeaningWave uh, website, MeaningWave.com. You can go there. You can also cop some, some very fly garments. And you can download sample packs and drum kits and uh, you can read little blogs. Yeah. Anyways, that's what's cracking. That's what's going on. We're just going, you know, we're just going hard. I just had a kettlebell delivered to the, uh, off, to, the, to the studio so I can be like chucking a kettlebell around every time my computer crashes rather than being annoyed. I can t use that time to swang some kettle, you know, swang that bell, swang that ding dong bell. Yeah. So that'd be cool, man. And uh, yeah, the next uh, release is, yeah, this Friday we got the instrumental album for the Joseph Campbell Instrumentals. Then the week after we have a new Marcus Aurelius single called You Could Leave Life Right Now. It's very dope. It goes, uh, you could leave life right now. Let that determine what you do and what you think. You could leave life right now. You could leave life right now. Like that. It's very fly. So yeah. And uh, then the album will be following. It's just action-packed, action-packed around here. Epic activities only in 2020. You already know. If you're in Los Angeles, you can come watch me DJ on Saturday nights too. I'll be, I'll be uh, doing my best club DJ on earth thing, getting the people very, very hype. And then they can go home afterwards and make some beautiful babies and help save mankind. That's how you save mankind. I keep telling people, they're like, oh, what can I do to help? Have some cool babies and, you know, like teach them the way, you know, teach them the way and uh, help them to avoid unnecessary uh hardships and mistakes and things that you went through you know they got out they gotta they gotta suffer man everybody gotta suffer but they ain't gotta suffer the same as you did you know what i mean we can we can boldly stride forward to our destiny pretty speedily you know if we keep it up we're doing great man you know my grandma my beautiful beautiful grandma who i love she dead but she lived until just like a few weeks ago she lived almost 100 years you know, when she was a little girl, she quit school when she was 13 to go and, like, set up a window cleaning operation in the hood, you know, in the local neighborhood. She was the eldest of 13. Eldest of 13. 13. Her dad worked down a coal mine, you know? She always wanted to live in America. And uh, now she does, because her blood does, and that's me. And that's her great-grandson, you know? We here. So shouts out to the ancestors, and shouts out to everybody that's in. This is Akira the Don. It's a beautiful day to be alive. I'll speak to you next week.